0: Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Third Canto, Chapter 27, Texts 17 through 25. Devahuti's questions and Kapiladev's answers. Text 17. Sri Devahuti inquired, "My dear Brahmana,
1: does material nature ever give release to the spirit soul? Since one is attracted to the other eternally, how is their separation possible?"
0: Purport by Sri Prabhupada. Devahuti, the mother of Kapila Dev. Here makes her first inquiry. Although one may understand that spirit-soul and matter are different, their actual separation is not possible, either by philosophical speculation or by proper understanding. The spirit-soul is the marginal potency of the Supreme Lord, and matter is the external potency of the Lord. The two eternal potencies have somehow or other been combined, and since it is so difficult to separate one from the other, how is it possible for the individual soul to become liberated? By practical experience we can see that when the soul is separated from the body, the body has no real existence, and when the body is separated from the soul, one cannot perceive the existence of the soul. As long as the soul and the body are combined, we can understand that there is life. But when they are separated, there is no manifested existence of the body or the soul. This question asked by Devahuti of Kapiladev is more or less impelled by the philosophy of Voidism. The Voidists say that consciousness is a product of a combination of matter, and that as soon as the consciousness is gone, the material combination dissolves, and therefore there is ultimately nothing but voidness. This absence of consciousness is called nirvana in Mayavad philosophy. Text 18
1: As there is no separate existence of the earth and its aroma or of water and its taste, there cannot be any separate existence of intelligence and consciousness.
0: Purport by Srila Prabhupada The example is given here that anything material has an aroma. The flower, the earth, everything has an aroma. If the aroma is separated from the matter, the matter cannot be identified. If there is no taste to water, the water has no meaning. If there is no heat in the fire, the fire has no meaning. Similarly, when there is want of intelligence, Spirit has no meaning.
1: Text 19. Hence, even though he is the passive performer of all activities, how can there be freedom for the soul as long as material nature acts on him and binds him?
0: PURPORT by Śrīla Prabhupāda Although the living entity desires freedom from the contamination of matter, he is not given release. Actually, as soon as the living entity puts himself under the control of the modes of material nature, his acts are influenced by the qualities of material nature, and he becomes passive. It is confirmed in Bhagavad-gītā, Prakriti Kriyamanahani Gunai. The living entity acts according to the qualities or modes of material nature. He falsely thinks that he is acting, but unfortunately, he is passive. In other words, he has no opportunity to get out of the control of material nature because it has already conditioned him. In Bhagavad Gita, it is also stated that it is very difficult to get out of the clutches of material nature. One may try, in different ways, to think that everything is void in the ultimate issue, that there is no God, and that even if the background of everything is spirit, it is impersonal. This speculation may go on, but actually, it is very difficult to get out of the clutches of material nature. Devahuti poses the question that although one may speculate in many ways, where is liberation as long as one is under the spell of material nature? The answer is also found in Bhagavad Gita, 7.14. Only one who has surrendered himself unto the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord Krishna, mam eva ye prapadyante, can be freed from the clutches of maya. Since Devahuti is gradually coming to the point of surrender, her questions are very intelligent. How can one be liberated? How can one be in a pure state of spiritual existence as long as he is strongly held by the modes of material nature? This is also an indication to the false meditator. There are many so-called meditators who think, I am the Supreme Spirit Soul. I am conducting the activities of material nature. Under my direction, the sun is moving, and the moon is rising. They think that by such contemplation or meditation, they can become free. But it is seen that just three minutes after finishing such nonsensical meditation, they are immediately captured by the modes of material nature. Immediately after his high-sounding meditation, a meditator, becomes thirsty and wants to smoke or drink. He is under the strong grip of material nature, yet he thinks that he is already freed from the clutches of maya. This question of Devahuti is for such a person who falsely claims that he is everything, that ultimately everything is void, and that there are no sinful or pious activities. These are all atheistic inventions. Actually, unless a living entity surrenders unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, as instructed in Bhagavad Gita, there is no liberation or freedom from the clutches of maya. Text 20.
1: Even if the great fear of bondage is avoided by mental speculation and inquiry into the fundamental principles, it may still appear again since its cause has not ceased.
0: Purport by Shrela Prabhupada. Material bondage is caused by putting oneself under the control of matter because of the false ego of lording it over material nature. Bhagavad Gita 727 states, Icha Samutena Two kinds of propensities arise in the living entity. One propensity is Icha, which means desire to lord it over material nature or to be as great as the Supreme Lord. Everyone desires to be the greatest personality in this material world. Dvesha means envy. When one becomes envious of Krishna, or the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one thinks, why should Krishna be the all in all? I am as good as Krishna. These two items, desire to be the Lord and envy of the Lord, are the beginning cause of material bondage. As long as a philosopher, salvationist, or voidist, has some desire to be supreme, to be everything, or to deny the existence of God, the cause remains, and there is no question of his liberation. Devahuti very intelligently says, one may theoretically analyze and say that by knowledge he has become freed but actually, as long as the cause exists, he is not free. Bhagavad Gita confirms that after performing such speculative activity for many, many births, when one actually comes to his real consciousness and surrenders under the Supreme Lord, Krishna, then the fulfillment of his research and knowledge is actually achieved. There is a great gulf of difference between theoretical freedom and actual freedom from material bondage. The Bhagavatam 10.14.4 says that if one gives up the auspicious path of devotional service and simply tries to know things by speculation, one wastes his valuable time. Kleshyanti ye kevala boda The result of such a labor of love is simply labor. There is no other result. The labor of speculation is ended only by exhaustion. The example is given that there is no benefit in husking the skin of an empty patty. The rice is already gone. Similarly, simply by the speculative process, one cannot be freed from material bondage, for the cause still exists. One has to nullify the cause And then the effect will be nullified. This is explained by the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the following verses Text 21. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, One can get liberation by seriously discharging devotional service unto me, and thereby hearing, for a long time, about me or from me. By thus executing one's prescribed duties, there will be no reaction, and one will be freed from the contamination of matter." Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda Śrīdhār Swami comments in this connection that by association with material nature alone, one does not become conditioned. Conditional life begins only after one is infected by the modes of material nature. If someone is in contact with the police department, that does not mean that he is a criminal. As long as he does not commit criminal acts, Even though there is a police department, he is not punished. Similarly, the liberated soul is not affected, although he is in the material nature. Even the Supreme Personality of Godhead is supposed to be in association with material nature when he descends. But he is not affected. One has to act in such a way that, in spite of being in the material nature, he is not affected by contamination. Although the lotus flower is in association with water, it does not mix with the water. That is how one has to live, as described here by the Personality of Gadid Kapiladev. Animita nimitena sva-dharmenat-manatmana One can be liberated from all adverse circumstances simply by seriously engaging in devotional service. How this devotional service develops and becomes mature is explained here. In the beginning, one has to perform his prescribed duties with a clean mind. Clean consciousness means Krishna consciousness. One has to perform his prescribed duties in Krishna consciousness. There is no necessity of changing one's prescribed duties. One simply has to act in Krishna consciousness. In discharging Krishna conscious duties, one should determine whether, by his professional or occupational duties, Krishna, the supreme personality of Godhead, is satisfied. In another place in the Bhagavatam it is said, Svanuti Tasya Dharmasya, some sidhir, haritoshanam. Everyone has some prescribed duties to perform but the perfection of such duties will be reached only if the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Hari, is satisfied by such actions. For example, Arjuna's prescribed duty was to fight, and the perfection of his fighting was tested by the satisfaction of Krishna. Krishna wanted him to fight, and when he fought for the satisfaction of the Lord, that was the perfection of his professional devotional duty. On the other hand, when, contrary to the wish of Krishna, he was not willing to fight, that was imperfect. If one wants to perfect his life, he should discharge his prescribed duties for the satisfaction of Krishna. One must act in Krishna consciousness. For such action will never produce any reaction. Animita nimitena It is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. Jagnarthat karmano nyatra. All activities should be performed simply for Yajna, for the satisfaction of Vishnu. Anything done otherwise without the satisfaction of Vishnu or Yajna produces bondage. So here it is also prescribed by kapila Muni that one can transcend material entanglement by acting in Krishna consciousness, which means seriously engaging in devotional service. This serious devotional service can develop by hearing for long periods of time. Chanting and hearing is the beginning of the process of devotional service. One should associate with devotees and hear from them about the Lord's transcendental appearance, activities, disappearance, instructions, etc. There are two kinds of shruti or scripture. One is spoken by the Lord, and the other is spoken about the Lord and His devotees. Bhagavad-gītā is the former, and Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam is the latter. One must hear these scriptures repeatedly from reliable sources in order to become fixed in serious devotional service. Through such engagement in devotional service, one becomes freed from the contamination of Maya. It is stated in the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam that hearing about the Supreme Personality of Godhead cleanses the heart of all the contamination caused by the influence of the three modes of material nature. By continuous, regular hearing, the effects of the contamination of lust and greed to enjoy or lord it over material nature diminish, and when lust and greed diminish, one then becomes situated in the mode of goodness. This is the stage of Brahman realization, or spiritual realization. In this way, one becomes fixed on the transcendental platform. Remaining fixed on that transcendental platform is liberation from material entanglement. Text 22. This devotional service has to be performed strongly in perfect knowledge and with transcendental vision. One must be strongly renounced and must engage in austerity and perform mystic yoga in order to be firmly fixed in self absorption. Purport. I, Srila Prabhupada. Devotional service in Krishna consciousness cannot be performed blindly due to material emotions or mental concoction. It is specifically mentioned here that one has to perform such devotional service in full knowledge by visualizing the Absolute Truth. We can understand about the Absolute Truth by evolving transcendental knowledge and the result of such transcendental knowledge will be manifest by renunciation. That renunciation is not temporary or artificial, but is very strong. It is said that development of Krishna consciousness is exhibited by proportionate material detachment, or vairāgya. If one does not separate himself from material enjoyment, it is to be understood that he is not advancing in Krishna consciousness. Renunciation in Krishna consciousness is so strong that it cannot be deviated by any attractive illusion. One has to perform devotional service in full tapasya, or austerity. One should fast on the two akadasi days, which fall on the 11th day of the waxing and waning moon, and on the birthdays of Lord Krishna. Lord Ram and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There are many such fasting days. Yogana means by controlling the senses and mind. Yoga Indriya Samyamaha Yogena implies that one is seriously absorbed in the self and is able, by development of knowledge, to understand his constitutional position in relationship with the super-self. In this way, one becomes fixed in devotional service and his faith cannot be shaken by any material allurement. Text 23. The influence of material nature has covered the living entity, and thus it is as if the living entity were always in a blazing fire. But by the process of seriously discharging devotional service, this influence can be removed, just as wooden sticks, which cause a fire, are themselves consumed by it. Report by Śrīla Prabhupāda Fire is conserved in wooden sticks, and when circumstances are favorable, the fire is ignited. But the wooden sticks, which are the cause of the fire, are also consumed by the fire if it is properly dealt with. Similarly, the living entity's conditional life of material existence is due to his desire to lord it over material nature, and due to his envy of the Supreme Lord. Thus his main diseases are that he wants to be one with the Supreme Lord, or he wants to be the Lord of material nature. The Karmis try to utilize the resources of material nature and thus become its Lord and enjoy sense gratification. And the ganis, the Salvationists, who have become frustrated in enjoying the material resources, want to become one with the Supreme Personality of Godhead or merge into the impersonal effulgence. These two diseases are due to material contamination. Material contamination can be consumed by devotional service because in devotional service these two diseases Namely, the desire to lord it over material nature and the desire to become one with the Supreme Lord are absent. Therefore, the cause of material existence is at once consumed by the careful discharge of devotional service in Krishna consciousness. A devotee in full Krishna consciousness appears, superficially, to be a great karmi, always working. But the inner significance of the devotee's activities is that they are meant for the satisfaction of the supreme lord this is called bhakti or devotional service arjuna was apparently a fighter but when by his fighting he satisfied the senses of lord krishna he became a devotee since a devotee always engages in philosophical research to understand the Supreme Person as he is. His activities may appear to be those of a mental speculator, but actually he is trying to understand the spiritual nature and transcendental activities. Thus, although the tendency for philosophical speculation exists, the material effects of fruitive activities and empiric speculation do not, because this activity is meant for the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 24 By discovering the faultiness of his desiring to lord it over material nature, and by therefore giving it up, the living entity becomes independent and stands in his own glory. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Because the living entity is not actually the enjoyer of material resources, his attempt to lord it over material nature is, at the ultimate issue, frustrated. As a result of frustration, he desires more power than the ordinary living entity and thus wants to merge into the existence of the supreme enjoyer. In this way, he develops a plan for greater enjoyment. When one is actually situated in devotional service, that is his independent position. Less intelligent men cannot understand the position of an eternal servant of the Lord. Because the word servant is used, they become confused. They cannot understand that this servitude is not the servitude of this material world. To be a servant of the Lord is the greatest position. If one can understand this, and thus revive one's original nature of eternal servitorship to the Lord, one stands fully independent. A living entity's independence is lost by material contact. In the spiritual field, he has full independence, and therefore there is no question of becoming dependent on the three modes of material nature. This position is attained by a devotee, and therefore he gives up the tendency for material enjoyment after seeing its faultiness. The difference between a devotee and an impersonalist is that an impersonalist tries to become one with the Supreme so that he can enjoy without impediment whereas a devotee gives up the entire mentality of enjoying and engages in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. That is his constitutional glorified position. At that time, he is Isvara, fully independent. The real Isvara, or Isvara Parama, the supreme Isvara, or supreme independent, is Krishna. The living entity is isvara only when engaged in the service of the Lord. In other words, transcendental pleasure derived from loving service to the Lord is actual independence. TEXT 25 In the dreaming state, one's consciousness is almost covered and one sees many inauspicious things. But when he is awakened and fully conscious, such inauspicious things cannot bewilder him. PURPORT By Śrīla Prabhupāda In the condition of dreaming, when one's consciousness is almost covered, one may see many unfavorable things which cause disturbance or anxiety. But upon awakening, although he remembers what happened to him in the dream, he is not disturbed. Similarly, the position of self-realization or understanding one's real relationship with the Supreme Lord makes one completely satisfied and the three modes of material nature which are the cause of all disturbances, cannot affect him. In contaminated consciousness, one sees everything for his own enjoyment. But in pure consciousness, or Krishna consciousness, he sees that everything exists for the enjoyment of the supreme enjoyer. That is the difference between the dream state and wakefulness. The state of contaminated consciousness is compared to dream consciousness, and Krishna consciousness is compared to the awakened stage of life. Actually, as stated in Bhagavad Gita, the only absolute enjoyer is Krishna. One who can understand that Krishna is the proprietor of all the three worlds, and that he is the friend of everyone, is peaceful and independent. As long as a conditioned soul does not have this knowledge, he wants to be the enjoyer of everything. He wants to become a humanitarian or philanthropist and open hospitals and schools for his fellow human beings. This is all illusion, for one cannot benefit anyone by such material activities. If one wishes to benefit his fellow brother, he must awaken his dormant Krishna consciousness. The Krishna conscious position is that of Prati Buddha, which means pure consciousness.